the State College Football Podcast. Wait a second, guys. Whoever said you had to be good to play football? With Lions Digest Football beat writer, Nathan Grilla. This is incredible. They got the guards in the backfield. They got the center to the right. And, and the quarterback isn't even there. They're standing around, bud. And former freshman football assistant, Nicholas Hoshwalter. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the State College Football Podcast. I'm Nick Hoshwalter. And I'm Nathan Grellick. And today we're going to get right into it with the... Uh, Fun and exciting sports news of the day, of yeah, the weekend. Let's just, let's just jump right into it. So we're going to talk about how awful we are at picking games, Yeah, mostly. Yeah, um, just going through all these great, wonderful scores, starting off with Chambersburg Southwestern. Chambersburg whooped them 51-26, to 26 and we... We're actually both right. This is the only time during the whole week. Yeah, that both of, we, we're both correct. Yep. Yeah. We uh, both picked the above of the spread, and the spread was... Six in six. favor of Chambersburg. Yeah. So we, we got that one right. They did score. They did beat Southwestern by more than six. Yeah. And I think the only reason that we did that is because it would look good on our schedule, not because we thought Chambersburg was super awesome. So it's kind of funny. We just picked it to make us ourselves look better, and I guess it's a happy accident that they won. Yep. Uh, another game that happened on Friday, uh, Central York and Cumberland Valley. Cumberland Valley just can't get out of the loss column. Yeah, they they're lose. really getting beat up pretty bad so far this year. They both lost. They they lost thirty-one to fourteen, and we both. It was a pick'em game, and we both picked Cumberland Valley, probably for the same reason. Yeah, we picked it, Chambersburg. basically the exact same so, reason. But um, tough yeah, luck for us. Cumberland Valley <laughs> loses again. That's a bit of a shocker, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody expected with how good they've been the last couple of years that they'd start out the season with two losses. But um, moving on, we did not predict this game. Uh, Central Dolphin East played Lower Dolphin. Bit of a whoop'em. It was a whoop'em. 49 nothing. That's that's qualified as a pretty bad whoop'em. <laughs> but uh, CD East actually looks pretty good this year, and they won that game. Yeah, they honestly, they generally look pretty good. I mean, they've been in the shadow of Central Dolphin for a long time, but they're always talented. So it's good to see them having some success because Cumberland Valley certainly isn't giving the mid-pen any, any props here. Uh, whoa. Moving on. <laughs> We are going to talk about Carlisle, which we did not talk about last week or predict this game as well. But they beat Northeastern 10-6. And Northeastern, we're going to talk about later. Um, they, pay, bleh, they play Mifflin County this week. so That's going to be an interesting game. Yep. So they're playing a little bit of a, a regime of mid-pen you know, mid guys. And uh, Carlisle beat them 10-6. That's a... Uh, I actually want That's a fantastic up. football score, in my opinion. I'm, I'm a fan gonna, of those yeah. tough defensive games. I'm going to look up this team because I want to know what in relation Northeastern is Northeast to. That's very... <laughs> Is it Northeastern Pennsylvania? It's in Manchester, Pennsylvania. Huh. Oh, Northeastern York. Oh, okay. I so, gotcha. Okay. So, Northeast York High School, I guess, would be the long 
hand of that. But moving on, Holidaysburg, we both picked, well, actually, I picked the over for this game. Nick picked the, the under. under of Holidaysburg was favored by 28 points, and they still won the game, but they didn't win by 28 points. Instead, they gave up 28 points yeah. to Mifflin County. They won 39-28. to 28. Um, so they only they only won by eleven, so I get a uh, one tick in my win column there for yep. picking under. They didn't even cover half of their spread, which is interesting because we've talked a lot about how talented Holidaysburg is, what they did against Altoona. We've also talked a lot about how Mifflin County is really struggling this year. So props to them for keeping it relatively close. I'd consider eleven a close game, really. I mean, yeah. that's under two. That's under two touchdowns. You know, yeah. that's close. Yeah, Mifflin County really showing improvement, I guess, from last week. Uh, moving on, we got Central Dauphin, and this was a surprise. Yeah, I think we both knew, of us really did, were not confident in Central Dauphin whatsoever. We knew Central Dauphin had a good defense, and we said that if Central Dauphin put points on the board, and we meant like actual like real points, they'd have yeah. a chance against Burks Catholic, but instead of doing that, they just shut him out and won. So seven points is all Central Dolphin needed for the win in this game, as they beat Burks Catholic seven to nothing. Yeah, which, so that is a almost huge a shutout. Yeah, and obviously it's a super close game. So really, I'm sure. I mean, we haven't looked at the tape, but I'm sure it could have gone either way if it's really that close, you know. But um, both of us picked above the spread for Burks Catholic, which was uh, yeah. 17. So. That we were completely off on that. I mean, so again, seven nothing. That means that their defense had to shut them down because Burst oh, yeah. Catholic has playmakers on their team. So Central Dolphin has a really, really good defense this year. We knew they were good, but this is just confirming that they're even better than we thought. And yeah. we're now we're really looking forward to going to Central Dolphin. It's going to be so much fun with October. our offense as high powered as it is. And we'll talk about that later in the episode when we review the St. Augustine game. Yeah. But versus that um, that Central Dolphin defense, because they really do look like the real deal here. I mean, yeah. legitimately. Harrisburg trying to uh, resurrect themselves from a bad loss against Coatesville. And they resurrect. definitely That's they definitely funny. did that, though. Like they Yeah, need... they, they went in and <laughs> they came, they saw, and they conquered Redding <laughs> yep, they in a were... big way. Uh 74 to 16, which is just, I mean, that's a thrashing. Um, I picked above the spread, which was at 11. So, and he that won. was way above the spread. <laughs> that was pretty well above. <laughs> and um, uh, Nathan picked below the spread, unfortunately. Reading sounded like a good team. I'm not going to lie. They sounded pretty good from what I saw, but turns out they were not. Uh, well, Harrisburg is good too. They are. I mean, it's really in this in high school and college football. It, there are so many games where you can be more talented than another team and just fall short. You know, maybe it's because of you know a couple coaching mistakes. Maybe it's because of injuries. Maybe because it's a clash of football styles. But really, we shouldn't discount Harrisburg that much for getting whooped by Coatesville because really in high school and college football, anything can happen. You know. Yeah. So, and this just shows it. You and know, they Coatesville get destroyed. Is also a very, very good yeah, team. They get destroyed by Coatesville and come back and destroy another team. I mean, that's that's just how football goes. You know. And another game that we saw that that same storyline was Pine Richland, who got destroyed by IMG Academy. 
didn't score a point against IMG. You yeah. Know? They don't let Hempfield area score a point. And we thought Hempfield area would give them a game. Turns out they're a lot farther ahead, at least in filling those gaps that they graduated from last year. Uh, they're a lot farther ahead than that than we thought they were. Um, a big turnaround for Pine Richland. Yeah, they put down uh, 49 points on Hempfield and shut them out. So 49 nothing. Um, yeah, Ouch. we we were both really <laughs> off on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nathan thought that Pine Richland, or excuse me, Nathan thought that Hempfield would cover the spread, which was set at seven. So we thought he thought that it would be within seven, and I wish I could say that I was smarter than that, but I picked Hempfield to win. So send me an email about how stupid I am because I'm feeling it right now. Okay. And then um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> now well, this this next one, yeah. honestly, like we were both wrong, but we weren't stupid. I still don't think we were stupid to pick what we did because this was such a big surprise for everybody. Yeah. Like when I told some of the some of the football players on the bus what the score was, they didn't believe me. Yeah. So Williamsport, Williamsport fifth in the state in six A. Fifth, fifth in the state. In, and you remember how we talked about. Oh my gosh, they're overrated. And in last episode, we were like, "But wait, they're not overrated." In this episode, maybe they are overrated. So Williamsport's the biggest enigma. They're they're hot and they're cold in a major way, and they really showed it here by losing to Altoona, thirty-eight to zero, which is <clears throat> insane. And this was also their home opener too. And Altoona, <laughs> I guess, didn't take lightly to losing to their rivals last week, Holidaysburg, and they came out and they showed. They showed they were at least the better team that day. I don't know if they're the better team overall, but oh yeah, that, that was. I mean, definitely a great performance by by Altoona. Um, it helps out State College immensely. So, I mean, holy cow, thirty-eight to zero. Now, in case you're wondering, both of us picked above the spread, which was Williamsport favorite at twenty-one. Because so, we still thought Altoona was bad, and they might still be bad. Yeah, so, but it's it, wow. Like this was really. This is the shocker of the year so far. I mean, Altoona was... Were, were they... I think they were either last or second to last in the mid-pen rankings. Yeah. Or something like that. And, Al, and Williamsport, like we said, was number five in the entire state. And that's, Altoona that's just public, lost. that's private schools. Like, this is all of it. And, I mean, geez, it's, it's a really big upset. And Holidaysburg, they're a good team, but they're still 5A. So they they Altoona could consider last week an upset, especially after the preseason. So this is this is huge for Altoona because they're being in a six A fifth ranked in the state team. Yeah, that's just massive. So really massive. I mean, it reminds me of uh, when Iowa put a whooping on Ohio State last year. I, I've watched that game at least twice just because I like to watch Ohio State lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, let me, and it's it's another similar thing because you know, you, you might conceivably guess, oh, you know, maybe Iowa or maybe Altoona could win on a blocked field goal or something like that, something where it's you know really close. But they completely blew out Ohio State last year. I mean, they won fifty-five twenty-four. So, and holidays or excuse me, Williamsport lost even more than that. So it, it's a big deal for sure. It, this this helps out State College a lot as we'll probably move. Well, we're second in the state on Western PA, 
football, not review. Um, yeah, apparently it's westernpfootball.net, so we apologize for that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fix that starting now. So no more what if you if you want to buy that website, don't. Yeah, we already <laughs> did. <laughs> so Altoona, yeah, they won pretty big. Um, not much else to say, really. Yeah. Oh, do you want to explain how this will help out State College? I oh don't yeah, think you really did that. Max Preps or no. Western PA football has us at number two in the state, and Penn Live, which probably is more taken literally, has a seventh. Yeah. And Williamsport was fifth, so this drops out Williamsport like that. Yeah, and, and with with our um, with our win, which we'll talk about in New Jersey over a very very solid team, as we found out, um, that should help us a lot too. Especially. And obviously, rankings don't matter as much. I'd say, I mean, they do obviously matter for team morale and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, but like, it's not, it's not like, like an, we're affecting our like um, bulls or like yeah, and it's not like a, oh, there's only four slots and you gotta get yeah college football. So all right, so those are the out of town scores, and now we'll move into our experience. We went with the team on a fun four hour bus ride, four and a half hour bus four ride, a, four and a half hour bus ride with it stop in Delaware in the middle but it was it was a lot of fun uh started out pretty early in the morning yeah we got um, there around eight o'clock well not quite around eight o'clock right around 8 30 ish yeah and um it was pouring <laughs> yeah there, there was raining and the bus left around 8 45 um drove quite a while to pretty much straight all the way to Delaware um we had fun on the bus, though. We were talking with uh, Stevie Gutoff and yeah, shout Jackson out. Edwards, Ryan Terizzi. Shout out to sitting those around guys. All the JV folks. I was actually, um, I was actually, yeah, we got stuck on the JV bus, predictably. But um, I was actually going to try to interview Stevie Gutoff for the podcast um, in between the ride from Delaware to the field because it was about an hour and a half away. But um, they enforced a no talking policy to get the players in the right mindset, which I totally understand. I mean, that seems very logical. Yeah. So we didn't get that interview for you guys, but we will at some point. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and the Delaware visit in between was just great as well. We got to tour all the facilities. Yeah, um, really nice facilities. Um, got to talk to their coach a little bit. Went out onto their field. Got to see their practice stuff. I mean, it's it's a nice school. I, I liked it, and I know a lot of our players mentioned that they really enjoyed the visit, especially and. Would hopefully like to play there someday. So. Stevie got off, got back on the bus. He's like committed right here. I'm going here. So I don't know if he'll go there for lacrosse or football or if he's just joking around. But no, he's totally joking around. <laughs> he's totally joking around. Any of you guys that know Stevie know know that he's he's a bit of a prankster. Yeah. Um. I brought an entire pizza with me for some unknown reason. It turns out we didn't meet, need it because they gave us a lot of food, and I was yeah, and I was pretty sick. I was trying to home. I was trying to tell Nathan I was like, dude, like we don't need to bring that much food. They're probably gonna have stuff, or we're gonna stop or something. So I just brought a little lunchbox with some snacks and stuff in it. But Nathan had like this big whopping. Well, okay, it wasn't a whopping cooler. It was like it a was large. A pretty big cooler. It was a decent sized cooler. It was like a small lunchbox. I was gonna a, bring a smaller cooler, but like I couldn't fit in the pizza, and all the snacks and stuff, and all the lunchables. It was probably about the length of what, like maybe two shoe boxes. 
So it wasn't, like, huge, you know? But, um, it was interesting. Yeah, it was fun, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We probably shouldn't talk about coolers this much on the podcast. Yeah. but, But, yeah, it was a good time, um... Really, just the drive was enjoyable with all those guys on there. And we get there, and Brady Dorner's family's there with a camper. Yeah, they were they they were tailgating for the game. They they had an RV there, and they had state college football signs up, and they had food out, and they were. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a long drive to take a camper for a high school football and game. This school, saying saying, okay, is it Augustine or Augustine? Because. We've been calling it Augustine all this time, and then I think, we get there, and like the PA and I was like, "Welcome to Saint Augustine," and was um, he just calling it wrong? Or? I, I, th- I mean, I'm just gonna say it's Augustine because that's yeah. how the announcer said it. Because I, I asked so, my parents, they're like, "It should be Augustine. That's the real that's, name." Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because the when we, we came in on the sign, the, or we came into the school in the middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah. But, this. Yeah. C- real quick. This school is literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, I, I I don't understand where all the students live because it's just kind of like, in a bu- it there's just a bunch of farm fields around the area, and then it's just in the woods, and there's just a little clearing, and that's where the school is, and all of the little town that's nearby is like super run down. It doesn't look like there's many people that live there. It's just like, it's it's very strange. I'll tell you that yeah. it's about is in the middle of nowhere of New Jersey as you can get. You it's know? a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a small an, school, but it's built well. It's yeah, like brand new. Yeah, it's nice facilities, and I'll be honest. Even though I'm saying this, it was actually it was a very very nice field. the The field was like practically brand new turf, and um, the surrounding area was nice. Like even though it was out in the middle of nowhere, it was very well kept and everything. It was just a little strange. Yeah. So yeah, when we back to the original argument, yeah. <laughs> we're good, but. When we drove in, on the sign it said, Founded by the Augustinians. So maybe it's just St. Augustine, and that it's not the Indians at the end? I yeah, don't know. who knows? I don't know. But we'll, we'll refer to it either way for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> don't get mad at us if we switch between them. Yeah, so we got there. We got there like three hours early. We got there. We got to help Jack Black set up the coach microphones. Um, In case you guys don't know, that's Coach Kaluza. We're not calling him that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't, yeah. Yeah, so we... We have characters on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But we got there, we were kind of just sitting around, basically, for the first, like, two hours. standing around. Yeah. Um, We got great... We basically could go anywhere on the sidelines, which was awesome. Yeah, we could. Um, Except Coach I, I even told Nick, I was like, Nick, don't go ahead of the benches, even though he might let us. Just don't try to distance yourself from the players a little bit. But he still went in there. Uh, okay, a couple times. I'll be honest. The only reason <laughs> I did that was when Cohen Russell was having some breakout play, and I was trying to get down to the end zone to take a picture or something. Most of which I never got because he's so fast that I basically had no chance whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that we were having problems catching the touchdowns on yeah. camera. But like, there were three times in this game when we broke one, and we we're just running from one side of the like the huddle to the way to the other side. It was it was fun. Oh Got yeah, a lot of exercise. Yeah. And but, um, yeah, we we actually had a legit camera, a real nice one. Um, obviously you can't. It's not connected to the internet. So if you follow me on Twitter. 
You didn't see any of those pictures yeah. yet. You can um, see them on Facebook because I posted them already. Yeah, so we're gonna have a photo album up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of them on my phone and probably post a few of my favorites on Twitter because there's some really nice ones on there. Um, yep. We got some pictures of the warm ups. We got some pictures in game. We got some pictures after the game. Got Logan Lieb with great pose. Oh uh, yeah, Logan <laughs> Lieb gave us a nice flex. Um, <laughs> it was a fun time. It really was. I enjoyed it. We got back at like two in the morning, but it was totally worth it. It was just a fantastic game, but um, yeah, and getting yeah. into it was a good, it was a great game overall. Um, oh yeah, nineteen to seven win. Um, we started out and really. I gotta well. say, um, when you're when you hear the score nineteen to seven, surprisingly, it seemed like neither team was most of the time was able to get a ton of momentum going on defense even though it was such a low scoring game so and it was actually extraordinarily close for almost the entire game the last touchdown only happened with I think 40 seconds left to seal the deal so for most of the entire game it was 13 to 7 yeah basically um going going at the beginning of the game State High came out really, really well. Oh, yeah. Especially the defense. The defense forced them to a four... Well, two... They got a first down on third down, and then they had a four and out. Um, they punted, and we had an Isaiah Edwards run, call back on holding, and then Cohen Russell out of the backfield, screen pass, boom, 70... Yeah, 77 yards for the touchdown. And it was 7 nothing very quickly. Oh, um, yeah, we... We showed them some of his ridiculous speed very yeah. early on. And that was kind of, at least for State College's offense, that was the defining factor of the game. That was really what stuck out as, the, you know, the game changer. It was our speed versus their, I don't yeah. want to say lack of speed, because they had some crazy fast guys, but they had trouble keeping up with Cohen and Isaiah especially. Yeah, and that... That touchdown really defined the first quarter and almost to the end of the second quarter. Obviously, we had two more touchdowns near the end of the second quarter. Um, but well, that touchdown really was the only score on the board for a lot a lot of the first half of the game. So, we got... the St. Augustine got the ball back, and they had a long drive, but we were able to block a punt... That was huge. Which, Addison um, Darcy was there. He got a great block on it. And we got the ball back. But, and near the quarter flipped. We were in yeah. the red zone. And then Keaton Ellis almost had a touchdown there. It was yeah, very close. There's been a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of controversy over this. Because, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But, um, if you, you should check the video out on Twitter. Um. It's on my Twitter at nickhaas75. Judge it's, for it's, yourself. Yeah, judge for yourself. It's really I close. I think I think it's close enough to call it either way. Yeah, so, and some of the I don't blame the refs. some of the um some of the guys in the announcers booth that were there kind of as um recruiting representatives for ver for various colleges I saw um they commented on it they thought it was a touchdown from the announcers booth um the mm. ref. Former state high quarterback Tyler Snyder thought it was a touchdown. I mean, yeah. So I, there's I, people. I can't see one way or the other. Yeah, so. we were we were pretty much right there. I mean, we were probably only about 15 yards away from the from it when it happened, 
and it was very close. It was extremely close. Yeah. The ref called it out. I don't. It's not a bad call. Let's just put it that way. You can't get mad at the ref for calling it because it's so close, but it could also have gone the other way, and you could be. It at least has to be recognized. Yeah, and yeah. it was a fantastic catch. I mean, really, really fantastic catch. He got up over that guy and sauced him up real good, but wasn't quite good enough. And that, that play ended up being what led to a really, really, really long drive by the Hermits. A 14-play drive. It ate up like... Through two thirds of the second quarter. Yeah, it that's was... the thing. St. <laughs> Augustine is very much like Iowa or Wisconsin. They just they run, run the and ball, they eat up the clock, they control they had... the clock. They really, I mean, they controlled the pace of the game very, very strongly they for had the entire 60 game. They plays and we had 35. Oh, my, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they just kept churning away these. You know, three, four, five-yard rushes consistently every yeah. down. They did not throw very many passes. And it was almost to State College's discredit because this long drive ended up ending with a touchdown, um, a 18-yard touchdown pass to Jalen Dakota, who was a standout player for them, uh, Kent State commit. So, yeah. And then we get the ball back, and then boom, Cohen Russell again. So touchdown. Yeah. This this one for seventy four yards. Yeah. So like, and it's almost a disservice to State College that their offense be so good, because <laughs> then we can't get the defense off the field. They're not rested enough. Or... Yeah, that's 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 what we talked about. Like, um, after that play, I I turned to Nathan. I was like, you know, that was really exciting, but it really sucks that our defense has to go back out there. But, because yeah. I mean, they were just worked so hard with this this power rushing game. And then another absolutely ridiculous thing. I think it's number 72, is that right Nathan? Their defensive tackle number 72 was playing fullback. He, he's a massive massive dude. He he's I believe a Western Michigan recruit. So he's a D1 defensive tackle commit yeah. and he's playing freaking fullback. And we and, couldn't stop him all Yeah, night. we really couldn't. He <laughs> he's just such a bruiser. I mean, I struggle to say that many high school teams could stop him because like, he's so big, and their offensive line was good. I mean, it really Tyson was. Tyson Brennan is a great middle linebacker, but if you run a 270-pound guy at him, it's not it's not going to end well for Tyson Brennan, honestly. Yeah. So we had to gang tackle him pretty much every time. Thankfully, as you'd expect, he's not the fastest guy. So once he gets in open space, our secondary was able to take him yeah. down relatively quickly. And honestly, that was mostly in the first half. I'd say they. I. I mean, this isn't like an official observation. In the third quarter, too. They. Yeah, they in the drained, third quarter. They drained the clock in the third quarter. Especially in the fourth quarter, you really didn't see it that much. I think just because at that point they were down a touchdown and they. Second they and needed third quarters, to yeah. to really accelerate a little bit and to make some momentum, and. You know, he's the kind of guy that's reliable, but he's not going to give you the big plays that you need to really seal the deal in this game. Yeah. And honestly... I mean, he broke one once or twice, too. But yeah. yeah. But honestly, for pretty much the entire game, it was anyone's game. Yeah. You know? It could have... I mean, all the way until the last 40 seconds when Isaiah Edwards scored the last touchdown, it could have been either way, really. Another, it was a fantastic yeah. game. 
Another standout player for St. Augustine, which also helped them shoot out clock with us, their other running back, Nasir Hill, <coughs> who on their own roster in their own magazine, which is a very nice magazine, but they could have at least updated the Max Prep sites with the roster for the Max. Nah, yeah, never mind. But he in the magazine, he is listed as a quarterback. They brought him out as a running back for the first game, and he had most of their carries. We didn't even see probably their best running back, which is True Robinson. I don't know if he was injured or if he lost his starting role or something, but we didn't see True Robinson at all throughout the whole game. Nasir Hill, which I'm guessing we didn't prepare for compared to True Robinson, but much of a similar style runner was running all over us, basically chewing up the clock. Yeah. So their their running game was just all around very complete. Um, I'll be honest, their their passing game could have been better. There was a few times where their receivers were pretty like wide open, and the quarterback just overthrew or missed the receiver. Which is something we, we got, don't want from a really a pocket quarterback because the, yeah. their guy wasn't that mobile unless we like overplayed it. Then he would he run able, out for a couple yards, but the, yeah. But thankfully, I mean, the game easily could have gone very differently if a few of those passes were complete. You know, you'd have a receiver that's way out in front of our guy, and the ball would just, you know, fall a couple yards too far ahead of him. Yeah. You know, right near the end zone. So it it was difficult. So going back to that Cohen Russell touchdown off of a really long drive, thankfully that the quick turnaround didn't hurt our defense because after that they gave up a first down but then they gave got a four and out Cohen Russell with the return and then Tommy Freiburg had a run of his own and then he threw an interception to end the half so it ended at 13-7 which not to call out our kicker but it was a little rough yeah we were we were nervous we were really nervous um that it would come down because it was such a close game for the entire, for the entire game. Especially near the end of the fourth quarter, it was still thirteen seven, and they had the ball on the twenty. And we'll get into this later. Yeah, so it was very, it was very nerve wracking because if they scored a touchdown and made the extra point, it would have, they would have won. Thankfully, we stepped up, and our kicker was able to make a um, the PAT yeah. later in the game to really seal the deal. But he missed one in the earlier and that was cause for concern but thankfully the rest of the team stepped up you know that's really what football is all about you know it's not about a one person effort if someone messes up you know you got to be ready to step in and play harder and after watching this game state college is a big play team oh yeah so it's not like they're gonna go on like a big 11 12 play drive they're gonna break one or they're not gonna break one and going in the third quarter they didn't break one and it it was got a little rough. It got a little. There was some heat between the two teams there, here and there. Massive heat. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. So but. we we went on a drive and then we got down to the red zone. Isaiah Edwards looked like he got injured, but fortunately it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So, well, yeah, we'll move on from that. But it really hurt our offense on that drive. I losing Isaiah Edwards as a runner. So. We ended up getting a blocked field goal on that play, and that kind of turned around momentum. They went on a long yeah, drive. Yeah, basically, basically what happened is after, um, after the uh, the third down, we 
we went for a field goal and we got called for a penalty. Or did we go? Did we go for a fourth? Or did um, we go for fourth down? We went for a field goal and it got okay. blocked. No, but I think we had a penalty before that, didn't we? Before it got um, blocked, that backed us up, and that was why it got blocked. I thought. No, that was before Edwards was injured. Okay. So we had there was a sack by Bonchek. Okay, so we got sacked. Um, and yeah, that, on third that, and goal. On third and goal, that pushed us back, and then um, the field goal got blocked. Yeah. Uh, just missed blocks Yeah. by the... Um, that one wasn't our kicker's fault. But, yeah. Yeah. There was a co- the, missed extra point and the kick out of bounds, which was earlier in the game. Didn't Kick out of bounds didn't end up hurting us because they elected for a re-kick, and the re-kick... Did not go out of bounds, and we actually got better yardage. So, the, yeah, the, the there's a lot to be improved, at least in special teams. So, they our defense stood big after the field goal block, but again, they just ate up so much of the clock. This was nearing the end of the third quarter. It was still 13-7. They forced a punt. The... Um, this is yeah, and then, this is where and then it gets we, spicy, then right? Then we got a four and out, and then we had a they basically on their punt before they pinned us really deep in our own zone. Yeah, this is this is the interesting. And this part. is when it gets interesting. We go on a four and out, basically out of our own end zone. Yeah, um, and, we, and then what happened mercy, is yeah. what happened is um, Tommy Freiberg, I believe, got sacked, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got sacked, and that put us on our one yard line. Um, and then I, I believe we threw a pass and it was incomplete. Yeah, it's and it, and it turned into a really awful situation where we were on our own one yard line. Addison and it was Darcy like, had to go. It was out like this third and forever. And what happened is Addison Darcy went out to punt, kicked into from the end zone. Shank did a bit. It went kind of. It went um towards it was, our sideline. It, it was like a. 20-yard punt, but it bounced. It bounced 10 yards, Yeah. So, and Zach Betts was there. So, this is where we'll get into... Yeah. It, basically, there were some words exchanged. There was a brief brawl. Yeah, that occurred Referees, after after Zach Betts yeah. destroyed the kid who picked up the ball <laughs> because, you know... You that's, shouldn't even pick up the ball at that point. Yeah, that's, that's just what you do in coverage. If someone picks up the ball, you hit him. Well, this kid didn't like the fact that he couldn't outrun Zach Betts, who was right on top of him. And so there was a little bit of words, and go ahead, you were, I interrupted yeah, you. Yeah, there were words exchanged. Referees weren't exactly sure which one, we, which team. They eventually ruled it in our favor and gave the other kid a personal foul, and then they gave Zach Betts a personal foul and they moved the ball up, and it was a whole situation. There was basically... Their coach went I believe, ballistic. I believe we had one personal foul, and they had two personal fouls. So basically, I would actually go. They, yeah, they it, moved the ball. It moved the ball 15 yards in our favor, just because of, you know, how the personal our our personal foul got canceled out by one of theirs, and then, you know, the other one caused it to move backwards. And then, um, now of course, this was after a large portion of both teams cleared the bench, and ran out and started shoving each other. And the coaches are out there trying to pull them apart, and the refs are out there trying yeah. to pull them apart. You know, it's this, this big whole... hoopla, and we couldn't really get a good look at it because we were. We were trying to see around the players. We didn't have a good angle on it from where we were standing. Okay, Unfortunately, yeah. we don't have a video, but yeah. we have a pretty decent idea of what happened. And then, but honestly, the worst part, really, and I've said this to everybody, the worst part about that whole thing 
both the teams cleared back to their benches. You know, everything looked pretty decent. By well, pretty this decent, is, I mean, the reason this tempers happened, were high, but we weren't throwing punches anymore. The reason this happened is because their original call was only against the kid that started it. And I actually agree with the refs after this because Zach Betts kind of kept a go- the fight still going. If Zach Betts walked away, then this is a different story and we're, we have much better field position. But Zach Betts continued the fight a little bit, and but the refs only called it one way against St. Augustine. So yeah. their coach goes nuts. Yeah, <laughs> but the important part is he goes nuts not just during the fight when he's trying to pull everyone apart, but after the benches have cleared, their coach runs out on well, the field. Well, after he sees where the ball is spotted. Yeah, after he sees where the ball is spotted, he runs out on the field when our players are going out there to set up and start screaming at our players, start screaming at the refs, start screaming at our bench, and honestly going completely nuts. And the refs had to run over and kind of, I don't want to say drag, but escort him to the sidelines. And I am completely shocked that he did not get ejected because he went absolutely insane. And eventually they made the right call, which is offsetting, just put the ball where it was picked up. Which or where Zach Betts knocked him down. That's the right call at yeah. that point because Zach Betts. It's not like Zach Betts walked away. So yeah, but they were also the ones that started the fight. Yeah. So it was just it was an ugly situation. Honestly, you could have convinced me if I didn't know who the teams were that we were rivals because throughout the entire game there it seemed like there was. A lot of emotion. And that I mean, play, really a lot of emotion. That play really Big ended up being the stuff. defining play of the third quarter as we move into the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter was a much more exciting quarter because even though St. Augustine got great field position on that punt, it bleeding into the fourth quarter, they ended up state high defense ended up stopping them and they missed a field goal. And then we got the ball back. We didn't move it very far. And then Tommy Freiberg throws an interception. And that interception, real it really looked rough. Because when you're down 13-7, your quarterback throws an interception and when you're driving into the red zone. and Yeah, we were getting close to the red zone. What time, Do you have the time? I the, don't have the time. I have the yardage. All right. What, when, where, did, where did he throw it from? He, he, we were on the... Let's see here we were on our we were on the 17 he threw an interception he ran it back to the 20 okay so we were almost at first and goal yeah i remember that i remember that and and really i guess the defining words spoken by ramsey follow after that interception when it there was like four minutes left three minutes left yeah it was looking really dicey especially when you're when you're only six points up. Yeah, that, that's really when we're, we're feeling the burn from that, that missed PAT. Yeah. So, words spoken by Ramsey Kifilo were, they got to go 80 yards, they haven't done it all night, and they didn't do it. And <laughs> I want to say, I got to give credit to James Pone, because I've never seen a more emotional and enthusiastically cheering guy on the sidelines than James Pone was that night. I mean, yeah. he was walking up and down, pumping up the defense, pumping up the offensive line. Every time they were about to go out, he'd, you know, call them all together and get them hyped up, and he'd be throwing his arms and uh, 
he had this fantastic quote that was right around when this interception happened. You've probably a lot of you guys have probably seen this quote. Um, he's like, he points at his helmet. He's like, you see this? You see the S? That S don't stand for sweet. It stands for savage. And he's just walking up and down the sideline, prowling, screaming, yeah. getting everyone hyped up. And honestly, there was just so much excitement during this moment because it yeah. really it came down to our defense, you know. And it, our defense, it looked a little dicey, and then. They got a. There was a holding call, and after that holding call, our defense just stood tall. Um, Stomped him out. Real they good. ran. Yo, their second running back beside Rakes and Hill was a guy named Yeoman. They ran Yeoman, and he. It was a 12-yard loss on the run. They just pushed him back. Then they had an incomplete pass. Then they threw it. Tom Buha came so close to picking it off. Yeah. But it was on third down anyway. They punted it. We get the ball back. We run Russell, and then we give it to Edwards. Edwards breaks it, and this the Edwards run really ended it with 52 seconds left. Yeah, and 76 yard rush from from the 24, our own 24. Yeah, so we're back in our own end, and basically, it's all about just controlling the game at this point. You know, we just and <laughs> I, I remember looking at Nathan. I was like, all right, let's just keep the ball on the ground. Let's just keep the ball on the ground. Let's hand it off to Isaiah a few times. That was that was the problem with yeah. the interception. Yeah. Was, uh, it, it, and that was probably I knew the that our and I knew that decision. our coaches were smart enough to do this because that's just yeah. what you do in football. You know, if you're up and you have 50 seconds left, you run the ball if you have the ball. So I was like, you know, just keep the ball on the ground. It's like there's a clock run situation. It, that run happened. it, <laughs> run it up the middle a few times, and let's just see what happens. Well. It, it, we didn't have to just run down the clock. We ran down. We ran up the score, and but actually, yeah. Interestingly, Nathan's talking about um, the clock situation. Do you wanna do you wanna explain that? It was. It was I don't remember funny. it very well, but like it was. I think it was the oh play yeah, their before player, the touchdown. Their player. No, no. This <laughs> I, was before the think... cramp. This was before it. Okay, so the player got injured with a cramp, right? Okay, so what happened first is. Um, Basically, no, the this clock is the was play. running. This is the same play. The this the, was before this the, the play. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the clock, the clock was, was yeah. Running. But first, the okay. So they had the clock yeah, running. They had the clock running as we were setting up, as you do, because we ran the ball before. So the clock keeps going, and then the clock just stopped at like fifty-eight seconds, and we're like, "What? Like the it's clock should be the, running?" It's because the player had a cramp. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't that. The clock just stopped running. So we flagged down the ref, and it was like, oh, hey, the clock's, you know, clock's not running, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took quite a while to fix it. After the clock started running again, they fixed it. That's when one of their players grabbed their leg. He, it was a, it was a quarterback. He was covering, was he covering Keaton or something? I think he was covering yeah. Keaton. And there, there wasn't actually any play going on. He was just lining up, and he was a couple it yards away from Keaton. It could have been intentional, but. We it's probably not. It's probably not. So he just grabbed his leg and kind of fell over with a cramp. So it was just a weird play. And then after that, that's when Isaiah... I mean, it was a pretty cool night, so... Yeah, it was cool all around. <laughs> not the... And that's that's how it ended, basically. Yeah. Um, they got the ball back. Couldn't do anything with it. You know? Yeah. I mean, they only had, what, like 40 seconds left. So. Yeah, so pretty... pretty A great effort by our guys, but... In a in a different game where you don't make as many big plays, this is a very losable game because you oh yeah for sure because 
their team just controlled the clock. They controlled the ball. And their team did everything right. Except for play... Except for basically three plays. Yeah. Yeah, so, really. I mean, their, their team was fundamentally good. And this is just the kind of win that we need. A tough difficult gritty win at the beginning of the season to build a little bit of uh yeah little bit of toughness you know yeah and quarterbacks tommy freiberg he had a 95 quarterback rating which is still good but he had two those two picks one of which didn't matter but the other one was pretty it, it put us in a rough spot at yeah. least so but he also was able to make the plays when they yeah. when they needed to happen. He he also made a difference on his legs too. Oh yeah, he was the fact that we had, you know, once they figured out how fast Cohen was, um, they would definitely put a lot more coverage on him, and that's when you saw a couple of runs by Keaton and yeah. Isaiah, but also by Tommy, and that kind of diversity really, as you know, it it makes a big difference in how a defense plays. And he was able to make some pretty amazing throws. Like yeah. the the throw to Keaton was honestly perfect. The one that was called out of bounds, you know, like it he was just where it needed to be. So it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, that and, could have bumped it up a little bit his quarterback rating if that was called a catch. Yeah. And Cohen Russell was amazing. Obviously, he had the two touchdown runs. Isaiah Edwards was he. Had the big run, but beside the big run, it was it was few and far between. Where he like he'd rush and he would be stopped at the lining scrimmage, and then he'd rush and he'd get a first down. So that just kinda, happens in football. Kind of off and on. Yeah. yeah. Keaton Ellis had, and I think that's mostly just because their defense was very good. Keaton Ellis had a couple passes where like he'd run um, through the slot and he, it would be a first down. But beside that, beside the missed touchdown catch there wasn't a ton from him at least Mm -hmm. offensive line uh, there was one block where i was like man and that was on the cohen russell reversal this is his second touchdown where addison darcy it was like running into a brick wall like you could see the player's imprint imprint on addison darcy's body like him just like boom and then falling (laughs) down um that that one block was like it, it it shook their entire team <laughs> so <laughs> but the offensive line was good i think they might have missed a few holding calls against them actually the, i mean the refs, we had yeah. we had a couple we had a lot of holding calls against us anyway but they might have missed a couple more that's something that probably might have to be fixed um but yeah just a great overall game except except for them controlling the clock but <laughs> yeah Mo- moving on from this game it just builds momentum right yeah. now. And, and it's, it's just great an to exciting, get experience against And I gotta say, like there this. was after the win, there was so much emotion on that sideline. Our players were so hyped up. I mean, it was an absolutely electric atmosphere. They all gathered around. They were chanting and screaming and hollering and just having a great time. Sung the alma mater. I think you can find that. Malintel, I think Nathan posts that. Yeah. Malintel goes into the huddle and he yells, That's two! <laughs> yeah! And the place just goes nuts. I mean, it's... It was just, it was a lot of fun. It was an awesome game. Yeah. And the fact that it was tough and gritty and difficult and frustrating and mean and that there were f- there was a fight in it and, you know, there was imperfections and there was big plays, it just made it all the more exciting. Yeah. 
And we got to move along because this is yeah. we're, we're up we near could, 47 I think, minutes. <laughs> I think we could honestly talk about this game for yeah. a long time if we wanted to. But moving into the next game, we got to keep chugging along Holidaysburg. Holidaysburg, we've kept track of them the last two games, and they've looked very well, at least on offense. On defense, it's a completely different story. They had, last year at least, they struggled to get off the field, and that probably contributed to their record at least, but they they figured it out near the end of the year, and they made a pretty, like, a streaky run there um, in the 5A champion, close to the 5A championship. They lost in, like, the semifinals, but... Brady Walters returns a quarterback. He might be the best quarterback we'll face all year. Um, he's dual threat. He can do everything. He's great at passing. He's like a shorter Tommy Freiberg, basically. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a threat in the running game. They're bringing in two new running backs. They're losing their top running back leader from last year, Patrick Young. But they're definitely not... There's not really a difference being felt. At least there's at least there's two options this year instead of one from last year. And it's in Hunter Barr and Nate Fisher. And, of course, Gus Dellinger is their H-back. He's their kind of do-it-all Sam Rogers type, mm-hmm. do-everything guy. Um, he, Gus Dellinger is a factor in both the run game and the passing game. Um, and he can even get in there in some... Uh, Wildcat formation. So, definitely, he's Gus Dellinger is their energizer bunny, really. <laughs> so, yeah, and he, that's a good way to put it. And also, his name's Gus. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, they lose their top receiver, but they return their two guys behind them. Uh, Jack, Jack Saucerman was their leading receiver last year, and they return Jacob Sensenig, who's basically a bit. A, basically the same version of a receiver as Saucerman was, and Austin Weakland, who is more of a slot receiver. Um, the receivers are less deep than the rest of the offense, but they're still pretty deep. Pretty similar to yeah. State College, honestly. Brock Irvin is another threat in the, as a tight end. Um, their offensive line is something that well, we haven't faced all here, at least. This is not the St. Augustine offensive line. This is certainly yeah, the Saint, opposite of the Mifflin County offensive Saint line. St. Augustine, really, if they had one glaring deficiency, despite the fact that they were running well, their offensive line was... In the passing game, mm, they struggled. Yeah, I'd say that that that's... Yeah. And there's there is a key difference between playing offensive line and passing and, yeah. and rushing, so... Yeah, they're returning four starters, everyone except for, like, their All-American-ish. I, I, it wasn't All-American, it was, like, an all-conference uh, center. But center's, like, the, if there's one position on the O-line that you want to lose, it's probably center because that's something you can... You're, you, Ellie, there's a mental aspect that you need to play center, mm-hmm. but there's not much of a physical aspect, at least, compared with the guards and the tackles. So... If there's one position that's probably easier to replace than other positions, it would be center. Um, and they they did that. They're returning four starters, twins, Nathan and Josh Howells, which is funny because my brother's named Josh. But <laughs> And they're returning Deacon Pugh as well as Josh Yingling. And the, the offensive line is deep as their strength. If we create penetration, this which, this is honestly, a very winnable game. Yeah, and if there's... If there's any core that I'd want to be creating penetration in this, it'd be ours. I mean, yeah. with, you know, the Thompsons and Darcy and all those guys, it's 
we should we should be able to do quite a bit of damage to them. You know, Cole Urbis. It it's it's definitely considering the fact that our defensive line is def as one of our big strengths. I'm feeling pretty confident about this game. Yeah. So their their defense is has players. Um, their line has Trevor Mitchell and defensive tackle Sam Haynes. Haynes is a good player. Their linebackers are more deep than any other um, position on their defense, which is played by Gus Dellinger again, Mason McCready. Um, you see the howls in there at linebacker. So there's a and Hunter Barr is in their linebacker too. So the, their linebackers is more deep than any other position. And then Ben Drass in the secondary and Jacob Sensenick again um, are the two really guys you need to look out for in the secondary. But they don't have like anyone beside those two guys. Yeah, so, so hopefully our receivers can create some real havoc. Yeah. And especially when you consider the fact that we, you know, we have Keaton, we have Cohen, we have Connor McDonough, we have Chase Longenecker. Um, we have Brady Dorner. We have weapons, and we have, they don't have guys to cover them. Yeah, and Jeremy Bullock and Nathan Lusk. Like, we, considering the amount of, the, really the amount of people that have been getting a significant amount of receptions, the way that we spread the ball around, it should make it very difficult for them, considering their lack of secondary, at least their lack of yeah. depth in the secondary. Yeah, really their defense is the reason that they haven't, killed a lot of teams because they went into Mifflin County much in the same position we were before last week and their their defense probably let them keep them close because Mifflin County is not a great team by any means and yeah. I think if Hollidaysburg's defense was better they wouldn't have been able to score 28 points at least yeah so and, and, I mean that's yeah. a lot of points. Even if the other team is outscoring like, you by more, twenty eight's quite a bit. And know? we see this in the Big Twelve. If your offense is great, but your defense can't get you off the field, you're not going to win out of conference matchups. And that's oh, yeah. that's a yeah. Big Twelve problem. And that's pro that's the problem with Hollidaysburg right now. Is if their defense can't get off the field, and this is this could be a very high scoring game if their defense is not that good because our because of our big playability. So, if their defense can't off can't get off the field and their big playability and there's a certain factor with luck in there too. But if our big playability is there, if our luck is there and if their defense can't get off the field, this is going to be a very very high scoring game at least for us. Um So, they lose their All-American kicker Vlad Hilling. Which is an awesome name. <laughs> and apparently, in the Altoona Mirror preseason blitz, they were going off on Vlad Hilling and how good of a kicker he is and how big how big of a loss that is. And I was like, if you're if you're relying on your kicker that much for points, at least last year. Yeah, but you never know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they scored what? Here, uh, they scored thirty nine points. They got a couple field goals, so you never know. But the pick. I put State College favored by 11. This is going to be a really high-scoring game. I put this... Both teams could easily score... I'd say Holidaysburg could probably score 30 or 40 points in this game. And State Whoa. College... State College could score 70 or 80 points. I I don't think... I don't <laughs> think that Holidays... This is going to be a high-scoring game. 
I don't think that either team is going to score that many, personally. I, I'd put State College at closer to the 40s and 50s, and Holidaysburg's more in the 20s, but they're all, they're you never know. Their offensive line is really good. That's, I know, but That's I, the reason I, just, I could see them scoring 40, I, 30, or 40. I could, but I, I don't know. I think our defense is good enough that we're going to be able to get stops more than it would take to get that many points. I, I just don't think they're that good yet. Personally. You never, we'll see. You never know. We'll I see. Think, in a, a week from now, we'll be sitting in the same room and we'll be talking about how one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, a possible score prediction, at least for me, would be like 61 to like 30-something. But that's like way over. That's if Holidaysburg just can't get off the field or something. So, the pick, the spread is State College by 11. I'm going to say State College goes over. I I have to agree. Just because at, Holidaysburg's defense is not that... They're not amazing. Um, and they're not terrible. But they're secondary. There's not a lot of guys that are filling the roles graduated by seniors. So... Going on to more picks against the spread as we move on to even more games. We're getting close to an hour here. Cumberland Valley. It looks like they might go on three because they play at Coatesville. I put the spread at 23 points for Coatesville. Cumberland wow. Valley's struggling. And Coatesville is my... I think Coatesville's the best team in the state, at least right now. Pine Richland's there. St. Joe's is there. Coatesville is just... They have such a great defense, such a great offense. I'd, I'm going to take the over for Coatesville over Cumberland Valley. Um, I, gee. I'm going to go under. going to go the under. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know. I, I'm still not completely convinced on Coatesville. And I know Cumberland Valley struggled, but... I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it with All Coatesville right. right now. Then we got an intriguing game as Northeastern, which Northeastern lost to Carlisle 10-6 to last week. They play at Mifflin County. Mifflin County is favored by six points. Mifflin County, you could use this as ammunition for uh, Holidaysburg State College position, but Mifflin County um, scored 28 points on Holidaysburg. So... Mifflin County actually has a little bit of momentum, I think, going into this yeah. game. And Northeastern, we, do, we don't know how good Carlisle is yet. Carlisle could be a very good team. They blew out a team a week ago, and then they kept it close with Northeastern. So I'm going to take Mifflin County to win, but I'm not going to take them to cover. So I think it'll be between one and six points difference. I'm going to take them to cover. All right. I I, uh, I think Carlisle is better than I'll, we think. I'll take them over the spread. All right. Moving on. Mannheim Township at Central Dauphin. Central Dauphin again beat uh, Burke's Catholic by 7, winning 7 nothing. They're favored by 10 against Mannheim Township, a team probably significantly not as good as Burke's Catholic. So... I'm. I don't think if it depends on how good my Manham Township's defense is. 
because Burke's Catholic offense was awesome, and they shut him out. So there's no, there's no reason Central Dauphin would lose this game, at least, unless based on yeah, what we saw last based week. Based on what them. we saw last week, so there's no reason they should lose this game. But can they score more than ten points? That's. I mean, Burke's Catholic defense is good too, but. Yeah. I'll I'll take under on this. I will take the over just because you picked first. Because <laughs> I need that for my record. <laughs> so far, we are disagreeing on every single one except for State College and Hollidaysburg. So, it's going to be interesting. Southwestern is at Carlisle. Another intriguing game because of Carlisle's enigma to the rest of the league. I guess what a way, a way to put it. They're, Carlisle's favored by 25 over Southwestern. Southwestern got crushed by Chambersburg and crushed by another team the week before. I think it was Gettysburg. So, I'm going to take... I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'll just take Carlisle with 25 points because Southwestern didn't look good against Chambersburg, and I don't think... I hate to diss on Chambersburg, but I don't think they're that good, so... I'm honestly not trying to be a contrarian, but I really don't think that Carlisle is good enough to score more than 25 over. But they even scored 71 two weeks ago. <sighs> All right, <laughs> let's just go both over. I can. I'm gonna. You. I'm yes. gonna. I'm gonna regret this next week. Next, we go to Berwick at Williamsport. Williamsport is trying to. Is trying to resurrect themselves against, and that's the second time I'll use that as a verb. <laughs> After losing to Altoona last week, um, Berwick, on the other hand, they lost. I know they, yeah, they lost to like a team called like Calypso or something, Calypso, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. We're just rolling with it. Berwick is a bit of an enigma, but I think Williamsport will cover. Either way, they're favored by eight. Williamsport, although they stumbled against Altoona, they still have a good team, at least. Yeah, so, and I, I totally agree. And you don't want to make Williamsport mad at home. so. I totally agree. I really think that they'll cover. You know, it's. I think it's kind of a... F- I don't know. I don't want to say it was a fluke that they how about how bad they lost last week, but I don't think it's representative of their team still. So, uh. and then moving on, Central Catholic and North Allegheny, two very good teams, two teams in the top ten in six A. This um, is the game to watch of the week, and I'm this call is it. a pick 'em. So, I'm gonna pick Central Catholic just because I think they look better. They have two better wins than North Allegheny does, at least right now. I'll pick North Allegheny just. Just to be contrarian. Now, now that time, this is the the only time that I'll admit that I did that just to be contrarian. The other times, legitimately, I had a reason. But for this time, I'll be a contrarian. All right. And then the last game, we got Harrisburg is favored by 19 points against Cedar Cliff, which they're not a bad team. They could upset them maybe. But you never know. I think Harrisburg is hot right now, especially after the win against Reading last week. So, and as Kane Everson is not a guy you want to mess with. Um, he struggled against Coatesville, but that's Coatesville. So, yeah. 
Harrisburg favored by 19 points, but Cedar Cliff isn't a bad team. I'll take the under, but Harrisburg will still win. I agree. I, I think I don't think it'll be above 19 points. That's really, I think that's too many. You know, I don't think Harrisburg is quite that good, and I don't think Cedar Cliff is quite that bad. So. And that is all for our predictions, or not not our predictions. We got predictions after this. What is your prediction? Well, I think of my prediction. <laughs> predictions, hmm. predictions. What are we predicting? I didn't remember it last week, but I remember the jingle this week. <laughs> um, my prediction is that Holidaysburg's famous offensive line is not going to look quite as good against our oh, defensive line. I think he's, he's killing me on my scouting. He's, I, he's calling on my scouting. I don't know. I've I have so I have confidence in on, on our team, especially. I think we're gonna give him a, a bit of a whoop and I think we're gonna put some pressure on him. I think we're gonna get some sacks. We're gonna get some tackles for loss. I'm not saying it's gonna be a complete blowout. I'm just saying I think that we're gonna be able to create some havoc. Hmm. I actually had a good prediction and then it was like, no, nah, that's probably not gonna happen. So now I gotta think of a new one. <laughs> uh Let's see here. I'll just go with that one. Saint August, Saint Augustine, will win out. Wow! At least in the regular season. I'll dial that back. That's crazy. They will win out in the regular season. They have an offense that is built to win games. And they also have a fantastic defense. Yes. We didn't talk <laughs> about it very much, but the I mean, yes, we're a big play offense. But most of the time, we were getting pretty much nothing from them. Yeah. And you know that we have a very good offense. They have great linebackers. Um, we talked about their linebackers last week, but their linebackers are just so amazing. They have a D1 commit at every level of the defense. So props to them. It was great to play them. Oh, I, yeah. I would love for them to come here next year. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about that. I would so love it. If we, I mean, I know this would never happen, but it'd be so fun to make this a little well, interstate rivalry. Well, why would you schedule a prep school from New Jersey unless, like, Weakland knows somebody from there? So if Weakland knows somebody from there, I could see this happening in State College. It would be so fun. I yeah. mean, really, it'd be so much fun. I'd come back for that game. <laughs> I All would. right. So we're going to go into plugs, but we're going to talk a little bit of college football after the plugs. So, stay around after the plugs. Okay? Okay, good. All, All right. right. <laughs> so, um, plugs. You can contact me at NathanGrill at gmail.com. You can contact him at NathanGrill at 75 at gmail.com. You can look at our website. You can look at Western PA Football. You'll find everything you want to know under the Center County Report. So, just Google Western yeah. PA Not Football. Oh, wait, yeah, it is football. Western PA Football Not Review.net. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be blessed with the words of Billy Splane. Center County Report. Uh, most of the Center County Report stuff is just about State College. So, you'll see there a lot of go. State College stuff there. And isn't that just perfect? Yep. Uh, also, you can follow me at NickHoss75 if you want uh, real-time updates on the games. And my Twitter account is just my name. You can also follow Sports Trump at Twitter. Because oh yeah, we were talking about this before the podcast. <laughs> There's a Twitter account called at Real Sports Trump, which just does tweets that sound like Donald Trump, but they're about sports, and they're pretty good. It's really funny. Check it out. Uh, moving on. 
No, not moving on. Still more plugs. Uh, check out CastBox. If you're on CastBox or Apple Podcasts, you'll see our link to our website. Go to it. You'll find every article copy and pasted from Western PA Football. Also, some news. StateCollege.com. We're also with them now, apparently. Yeah. StateCollege.com guy uh, Twitter messaged me. is like, can you just copy and paste your articles from Western PA Football on our site? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So <laughs> they don't have anybody covering high school football over there anyway. So so there we go. We are we are expanding our reach. Yep, it's a lot of fun. And now with photos and stuff too, we're doing literally everything. Yeah, I have some. <laughs> I got. I would definitely encourage you to check out those photos that Nathan talked about earlier on his Facebook page. Um, some of them are actually really neat. Honestly. Yep. I think they're cool. Um, again, if you're like a freshman. Um, or a sophomore, or even a junior at State High, please contact us. We need extra help. Please. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to uh, get you on. It's a um, lot of fun. Yeah. You can become mildly famous. Yeah, we got an extra microphone down here. It even has headphones on it. We don't have headphones. We can't hear each other. We're actually in different rooms just yelling at each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding. 